Hello. How is everybody? Just got you right after a break. That's always a good thing. So take a look at these two future customers, completely transfixed and engaged in this new customer experience. The way that they shop and how they interact with technology, the speed, the limitlessness of their imagination is completely astonishing. You may have maybe guessed that these are my two sons laying on the floor trying to shop for new Darth Vader helmets for their seven-year-old birthday party that's coming up. How many of you have seen your kids or friends of kids being able to use technology in ways that you've never seen before? A lot of us, yeah. So this new generation is called the alpha generation. This is after the millennials, after Gen Z. These are kids, customers of the future, that are actually able to come into the world with technology at their fingertips. The exciting thing about this generation is that they are going to be our future customers. Their earning potential is exceptional, and they are constantly not satisfied with customer experiences. I have seen my sons time and time again see a video stop right in the between a beautiful act, and they're actually so frustrated they'll throw that device right to the corner. That's the future of our customer. We have to keep that in mind, and definitely keep it in mind at Nordstrom. So for us, everyone here, we know that priorities are changing. The change is coming. It's coming fast and furious. There's absolutely so much going on right now, not only in the industry of technology, but certainly in the industry of retail. A 116-year-old fashion company that's been founded on connecting with customers, listening to customers. How do we revolutionize our connection to our customer in this changing game that we're in? I think all of us are here today because we want to learn more. We want to be here for our customer as he or she is changing. Some of us are in industries that have been around a really long time. And some of us are just starting and trying to find that customer of the future. We are really interested in things like new technologies, for sure, virtual reality, augmented reality, certainly conversational UI and UX. But at the end of the day, each one of us are trying to touch, connect, and understand the customer as he or she is going on her journey. So one of the things that I want to talk about today is how do you shoot for the stars? A lot of us here have to create a vision. We have to go for something with our investors, with our company. We have to champion something, and that is a great grand ambition or grand vision. So I'm going to take you back. In May 1961, President John F. Kennedy stood up, and he made a bold claim saying that America will put the first man on the moon. That claim was an exceptional moment for the country. There was a lot of challenges happening. And what it did, it mobilized the United States to be a fierce competitor in technology and innovation. How many of you guys use laptops, satellite TV? Yeah, all of us. Um, a lot of those things came out as a result of the space race. The country changed their programming for math, for science. It became a priority at schools and universities. But what JFK was trying to do, what he was trying to invigorate in the country, is this ability to have a grand mission or grand vision. All of us here, 
similarly have to mobilize organizations. We have to go for something bigger than ourselves. That is what gets us excited in the morning to come to work. That is what gets a developer to think beyond the code. That's what gets a designer to look outside of the box and connect with a customer. So at Nordstrom, we have this same challenge. We need to create a vision. We need to connect with our leadership to get investments. And it has to be grand, kind of like a North Star. The challenge with that, though, is that sometimes creating this vision isn't very lean. And I'll admit, at Nordstrom, we've had that challenge. We spend a lot of time, a lot of energy creating great, exceptional experiences that we want to go after. But how do we start implementing and pivoting to lean principles and lean processes and start experimenting? So one thing that I'm actually pretty excited about is this mishmash of a board that you see up here. So what is this, and why is this important? So one of the things that I actually really love about Eric's book, Jeff's books, it's about low fidelity, starting with something that you know. And at Nordstrom, what we try to do is we start with as much customer data and customer intercepts as we possibly can. And for some of you who may not know me, I'm Jothi, and uh, introduce very nicely, thank you, um, working in user experience. So we have a team of UX designers, we have a team of researchers, and we have a team of copy that actually focuses on the whole customer journey. And one of the things that you'll know is later today there's a workshop that talks a lot about lean design, and I encourage you to go to that, because we've used some of those principles at Nordstrom, and they've been really effective. So the one thing I'll say, to kind of pause there, is the UX team started really, really small. There was like three people, and they had a vision, uh, really to focus and try to innovate as quickly as possible by connecting to the customer as you build software. The team started with three people, has moved to 10, to 20, and to 40. But along the way, leadership, with that vision, needed to understand that it was an important part of the business. And at the end of the day, the funding began. But we had to prove ourselves. So how do you even do that, going from vision to execution? So this is a tool that we use in the UX team. And it's literally just a wall, a winked wall, where you take everything you possibly can that you know about your customer problem. And you start drawing, sketching. You get a chance to get your technologists, your product folks, your leaders involved in this process. And we call that discovery. It's a one-hour session where you sit down and you actually have a wall in front of you and you start posting these things up. There's stickies, there's things that actually get you going. And you facilitate a dialogue that is all in the name of the customer. And I'll illustrate a few um, stories that'll tell you how we did this at Nordstrom. So the great thing about doing something like this is that you're able to kind of focus in on what are the pieces of the vision that you want to go after. But then how do you quickly pivot into this stage where you have a set of sketches that you want to start putting in front of customers. So one of the things that we've been able to do is, for those of you that know about Nordstrom, there's a store, a physical store, there's the digital properties, and then there's all of the work that we do in the corporate center. So the beautiful thing is that we are around our customers at all times. I challenged the team and I said, we need to see our customers more. They need to be part of our day-to-day -day work. So now we have had a set of studies that we do on a weekly basis 
where customers are physically coming in to the space and we're testing concepts and experiences. We're surveying them. We're trying to get neutral information to get our customers to help us develop the software. So I talked about how Nordstrom is a 116-year-old company. Uh, the focus has always been helping our customers look great, feel great. We're always listening, we're always learning. So one of the things that we really tried to do this year is try and modernize our infrastructure stack. Now, for a design leader, that sounds pretty cool, but how do you take that phrase and make it really interesting for a leader? And I'm a, a part of a very visual company, so how do you illustrate those points? So we knew we needed the funding to do it. We created a vision, a set of boards and experiences that we tried to put in front of leadership. And it went great. We got funding and we moved forward. But we realized how much of the experiences that we put in front of the leadership have our customers really told us they want? How do you not get in into that problem where you're creating a product that nobody wants? That's the biggest challenge because it's easy to get lost in creating the vision. So the next step is to pivot immediately into experimentation. So we cut up the team into small chunks, the three-legged stool, I'd like to say, product, UX, technology, together as a, for a core function of the small teams. Those teams then are focused on a customer problem and they're driven to ensure that they're taking usability studies, findings, and research along the software development path. And most importantly, leaders need to come and see customers look at the experiences and iterate. I don't know about you, but when I put a design in front of a customer, it is the most humbling thing to tell them, to have them tell me that it's the worst thing that they've, they've ever seen. But it helps you so much. You need that, and we need that. So from there, it's actually a process where you're able to partner with your technology partners who really can tell you, hey, we can build this in a great way. The customer has actually told us. The product team says, let me figure out how we can roadmap that. And the UX designer is constantly iterating and the researchers connected. And you build these little small teams. And that's the way that they get focused, clarity, and exceptionally excited about the process. So it's not just one time that you talk to a customer. It's not two. It's throughout the cycle. And like I said, there's a session later today where you can find out more about pulling these kinds of resources in and getting sponsorship for them because it's vital to software development and experience. So I'm going to tell a little story about how we went about this. Um, how many of you guys buy gifts during the holiday online? Yeah. A lot of us. Okay. More than ever before, actually, if you didn't know. It is increasing like crazy, and it's going mobile, and it's, it's in a huge business. And in our back corner in Seattle, where I live, there's a small little company called Amazon who's doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, so one of our challenges is how do we meet our customers with the service that we love to provide in a way that's unique but customer-led? So we had a problem. Customers were coming to our site, and they wanted to gift something to somebody. They wanted to pick out an outfit and allow that person to purchase it and have it shipped to them. The challenge is we really didn't have any functionality to do that. It sounds really simple, 
But we started taking these questions into the lab, the usabil usability lab. We sat down with customers and we said, tell us what you're talking about. Just walk me through a scenario that will actually take you to this point where you're going to be able to do this and how efficient is it? How, what do you want to see, feel, touch here? So the beautiful thing is that we had an assumption and it was totally wrong, which, like I said, that's lean. You don't want to have a lot of work done before you get your customers involved. And so the session that we had talked to us about sometimes when Jothi, you're buying Danielle an, an outfit, Danielle doesn't even want that outfit. She doesn't like that color. She doesn't like that shape. So the customer told us, you know what we really want is the ability to buy the outfit or have the outfit sent to us or have a gift card. Simple. And somehow, because we were in the hustle and bustle of creating software, we just didn't think about it. We pulled that feature in, right in the, in the front, and then we took product, three-legged stool, product, UX, and technology, and we started sketching together. One hour or 45 minutes, you have the ability to say, here's the customer problem, here's the need states, here's the business opportunity, let's start drawing together, and let's get those ideas up on a wall and look at them. The usability leader then took some of those into a lab and started talking through the customer problems. Still, we didn't have it set. We had opportunity to make it better. And finally, at the end of it, we had to change the way the technology